But we don't think of it that way. But if you perform kind of a an, sort of a quick mental check on yourself, is this a should? If it's a should, pardon the expression, shut up. This week, Dr. Noelle Nelson and I explain how two simple habits can put a smile on your spouse's face. Stay tuned. The whole mission of Hitched is to help couples enjoy their marriage and live happily ever after. That's one of the reasons we have the Hitched Wine Club. We wanted to offer something that would be a reminder every month for couples to sit down, reconnect, and enjoy the company of one another. We have partnered with the fantastic Touring and Tasting who hand select the wines that will be delivered to your door each month. You can go to our website, hitchedmag.com, click on the Wine Club link, and check out the different club options available to you. Again, visit hitchmag.com and click the Wine Club link. Cheers. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. This is Steve Cooper, editor-in-chief of hitchedmag.com. I am joined once again by the fabulous Dr. Noelle Nelson. Hi, Noelle. Hi, Steve. Uh, Noelle is a relationship expert, a popular speaker in the U.S. and abroad, is the author of many, many, many best-selling books. Uh, her most recent relationship books are Your Man is Wonderful and Dangerous Relationships. Uh, her most recent book is Happy, Healthy, Dead. Uh, it is a fantastic read. I highly recommend it. And from that has um, launched a online uh, group called Meet the Amazings. And you can uh, join that on Facebook or Google+. Plus. Um, I highly recommend it. It's a, a daily dose of inspiration. It's really cool. So um, today we're going to talk, Noel, about how to make your mate happier in two easy steps. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, we were talking offline yep. and I left out the easy for those wondering why we're laughing at that. And uh, we know how important it is to make things super simple. And so that's especially, what we're going to talk about. Especially given the, the overwhelming amount of stuff that we all have to deal with every day. I mean, it's, it's not dumbing down. It's that it better be easy. Otherwise, we won't get to it. Yeah. You know, it's funny. Um, uh, this is a bit of a tangent here, but... This is one of the reasons why I hate and at all costs try to avoid talking about marriage and the effort you put into it as work because nobody wants to work. I mean, not that that work is a bad thing or whatever, but like when you frame it that way, you got to work at a marriage. No, nobody wants to work at a marriage. Putting effort towards a marriage is fine, but who wants to work at anything, you know? Like nobody goes work at enough things. Exactly. Like when you're playing video games, for example, nobody's like, oh, you have to put in the work to be a good game. No, (laughs) you got to play to be a good gamer, you know? So it's just all about framing. Anyway, um, you you recently came across a study that showed uh, happier people are raised by parents who do two specific things and that you maintain... Uh, the same parental traits that make for happier children make for happier mates. So let's just jump right into it. What are those traits? Well, I found this study really fascinating, Steve. And this was a, a long-term study done on people who are now in their 60s, okay? And it was it started way back. Oh, I love those. And they simply measured, oh yeah, they measured happiness along the way. And not just happiness, but well-being, mental, emotional well-being. And what they found is kids, people, 
basically now, but as kids who were raised with less controlling parents and more warmth ended up being happier in their 20s, 40s, 50s, 60s, etc. In other words, it has a very important lasting effect. And so, when I looked at this study, my thought, Steve, was, hmm, okay, golly gee, if less controlling and more warmth makes for happier, healthier, especially mental and emotionally so, children, what might it do for your mate? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so, I, I mean, I can see how that could relate to marriage, but other than the obvious type of controlling, like telling your mate what to do or not, how how do you see this relating to marriage? Well, the first one is almost it, it is subtle, and we don't recognize it as controlling because, frankly, we think we're being helpful. And what we do is, for example, we will pack for our mate. Mm. He or she is going on a business trip, especially when he is going on a business trip, is the spouse will say, oh, honey, I'll, I'll do that for you. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's in an effort to be helpful. Mm-hmm. Or we'll tell them, oh, no, no, you really can't wear that tie to this, to this dinner. I mean, I'm sorry. It's like so 1990s. You just can't. Mm-hmm. And again, what are we doing? We're trying to be helpful. We want them to shine. We want them to be in their, their best light. Or, you know, we'll tell them, um, gosh, you know, sweetie, you, you, you really shouldn't be eating that. You know what the doctor said about sugar? And again, we don't realize we're being controlling. And what we're doing is we're not allowing our beloved to make their own decisions. Mm. We're controlling. I mean, there is no other word for it mm-hmm. under the guise. And it's th- see, this one I say is subtle, Steve, because it's not conscious. It's really you subtle. You don't say to yourself. Pardon? I was saying. I was just saying it, it is really subtle, particularly the examples that you're giving, because they don't seem yeah. nefarious in nature. It no. seems like you're trying to be helpful. Exactly. And they all come under the category, if you think of it, of the word should. Mm. In other words, even if you're saying, oh, sweetie, did you remember to take your vitamins this morning? And I'm not talking to a debilitated person who needs help remembering their vitamins. I'm just talking to a regular, ordinary person. Or, um, ah, don't forget your raincoat. Looks like it's going to rain. Now, all of that really comes under the category of the following. You should take your raincoat with you because it's going to rain. You should take your vitamins because they're good for you. You should, you know, pack, I don't know, extra underwear because you never know. You may have to stay over uh, a night or two more than you think. You should. Do you see where the should's coming mm-hmm. in? Mm-hmm. But we don't think of it that way. But if you perform kind of a an sort of a quick mental check on yourself, is this a should? If it's a should, pardon the expression, shut up. You should shut up. Mm. <laughs> I just used it on what, purpose. What? In other words, it's 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 perfectly fine to allow a grown person to go out in the rain without their raincoat. It's okay. Mm-hmm. They're either going to remember it next time. Do you see what I'm saying? You're now treating them like a grown-up mm-hmm. with respect. That I, So I get all of that. Uh, it's absolutely. Subtle. Uh, but I also wonder, be, so one of the things that we know is that happily married couples, um, and th- funny enough that we're talking about have having a happier mate in two easy steps, um, but happy happily married couples live longer than average people who are 
uh, not married or in unhappy relationships, etc. And one yeah. of the stipulation, like one of the reasons that the researchers believe this to be so is because of those nudges that you're talking about. Did you remember to take your pills today? Um, right. And so if we're saying not to go that far because it's controlling, I guess what, I, what I'm trying to get at is how can you get those benefits of being that social support without coming off as controlling? There's a world of difference between occasionally reminding someone of something mm-hmm. and doing it routinely. Mm. It's perfectly, and especially when it comes to things that are not in any way damaging to their fundamental health or well-being. Got it. For example, it's not going to kill you to let them go to the party with the tie that you hate. Mm-hmm. Okay? If he usually remembers his raincoat, or she usually remembers her umbrella. There's nothing wrong with saying, oh, sweetie, you forgot your umbrella. Mm-hmm. It's when we we start doing it routinely, which doesn't give your spouse the opportunity to be who they want to be. Would you, would it be appropriate to reframe this as a, not a helicopter parent, but a helicopter spouse? Absolutely. That's a great way of of looking at a great way. There have been, unfortunately, people who have been driven to murder their spouse because they were being micromanaged. (laughs) Yeah. They were being helicoptered. Uh Uh-huh. And it feels terrible. That's where there's the difference between doing it automatically all the time. Mm -hmm. That's when it's controlling. Because that's what parents will do, helicopter parents. Yeah. And again, if you ask those parents, they're just trying to express their concern and sure. just wanting the best for their child. They're not trying Absolutely. to be controlling, but that is, to no. your point, that's what they're doing. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's again, you, it's, you know, when you said play, I love the use of that word, Steve, because if you, we think of marriage more as somewhere we get to play, mm-hmm. we don't get so completely wrapped up and serious and uptight about every single stinking little thing that our spouse does or does not do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and So you, it's fine. Sorry. Yeah. No, I was just going to say, and when you think about, I like your tie example, because it seems like such a like a benign thing. It's like, who cares Mm -hmm. about the tie? But on the one hand, if you know that your spouse is dressing like it's the 1980s and, and it's Mm -hmm. clearly that their wardrobe could use an update, um, you want to express that. But on the other hand, uh, you Mm -hmm. don't want to be overly controlling. So, so here's how you do it. Yeah. You say, sweetie, I saw some great sales at Macy's. Want to go shopping? And then shut up. (laughs) Because for all you, if your spouse's preference, as opposed to being un, unconscious, if your spouse's preference is for a certain style of dress, well, so. Mm-hmm. And do you so just, giving the opportunity is one thing, as opposed to telling people what to do. Yeah, that's what I wanted to get at: is giving them an opportunity to change the game, absolutely, as opposed to absolutely. telling them they should change what they're doing. Correct. Yeah. Correct. So, a great way of doing that is saying things like, do you want to? Did you want to? Leaving it open. In other words, it is, it's a reminder. Did you want to take your umbrella? Gives them the opportunity to say yes or no. Yeah. It's, it's putting the control in their hands in that situation. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Especially if you don't do it with the following tone. Did you want to take your umbrella? 
mm-hmm. which implies you numb nuts. Yeah. <laughs> this actually, that is a great, so this is what I love. Um, like this is why verbal communication is so important and audible communication. And, you know, we know there's even more cues in a face to face interaction, but this is Absolutely. what happens online. I just want to point out in text messaging, when we're talking mm-hmm. about spouses, you can reply in a text mm-hmm. message that says what you just did. It was the exact same words mm-hmm. delivered two different ways. And so it's how you interpret it mentally when you see it written like that. Um, because we don't have like a sarcasm sure. font type. <laughs> so it's it's really no but what we do have is that we do have those little emojis like hearts and such yep. and if you you think that what you say may get interpreted the smart aleck way you can always stick a heart at the end of it if that's not what you meant yes i see i've been saying this for a long time and i love that you bring it up because a lot of people think oh that's so juvenile or whatever i feel like emojis and gifts and all the other stuff are like the next level of communication and interpretation because you really can change the entire tone of something with a little smoochy face emoji at the end of a sentence and all Absolutely. of a sense taken a completely different way. Yeah. So I love that. Um, Absolutely. So I wanted to move on um, outside okay. of uh, the ties and, and um, taking umbrellas and whatnot. How, how else does controlling pop up in a marriage? Now, this one is, is, again, these are dicey. These are not, you know, you're obvious, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And this is an invasion of privacy. Pe- parents who control children invade their privacy. They read their diaries. They search under the mattress for, you know, interesting magazines. Uh, they look on their email and so forth and so on. And so what will happen is that it is sometimes extremely tempting for a spouse to pick up the other one's uh, sell and see what texts are there, right? Mm-hmm. Or, you know, they're sitting on the computer or their iPad doing their email and you look over and, you know, oh, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Not okay. Not okay. Not okay to open their mail for sure unless ahead of time you ask or it is an agreement that you guys have between the two of you. That's sure. different. Mm-hmm. But in the absence of a clear agreement, reciprocal, Mm-hmm. Right? You open my mail, I open your mail. In the absence of that, then the invasion of privacy is something that we are already very sensitive to and we don't like. Mm-hmm. So, don't go looking through the selfies to see where she was mm-hmm. on the pretext that, oh, I just want to see how cute you looked. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we, you know, we're jealous beasts, a lot of us. Yeah. We don't necessarily have 100% trust in our spouse. And so we invade their privacy. But it is really, really felt um, badly as, as, a, as a betrayal of sorts. It's not a big one, of course. Mm-hmm. But well, it is a betrayal. Yeah, and, and your spouse, if, if they know you well, they know that the, the excuse that you're giving is kind of BS. And so that starts yeah, to no erode, kidding. you know, so that erodes the trust, yeah. even if you feel like yeah. you're, you're doing it in a very slick, subtle way. Um, right. It's funny that you mentioned- And often this will go on when people are sleeping or not there. Like if, if you know, your, your mate's sleeping and you get up early that morning and their cell is just sitting there, mm-hmm. oh, I think I'll just check the text. I mean, it's often done without the knowledge of the other. Mm-hmm. doesn't make it any more okay. It's still controlling. Yeah, yeah. It, it it's funny you bring up the um the mail example as well because my uh my wife and I we do have 
one of those types of agreements where I, I pretty much hand, I, I'm, I work from home. And so I, I grab the mail in the afternoon and I go through it and all that other stuff. And she understands that. But what I don't do is if something's specifically addressed to her, which looks like it's a personal communication, uh, I don't Mm -hmm. open those. I leave those for her to open. Um, not because she would have a problem with me opening them, but because I feel like it's, that's, that was meant just for her, not, you know, the cable company or whatever. Sure. And what you're doing is you are respecting her as her own person. Mm -hmm. That's important because a marriage is not meant to be, you stick two people in a pot and you melt them and you turn into one person. Yeah, exactly. A marriage, a good marriage is composed of two individuals. And if you don't respect your spouse's individuality, they will come to resent that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, are there any other ways that you can uh, think of and, and which controlling pops up? Well, there's one that's less subtle, but it's not usually thought of as controlling. Okay. But it's less subtle in that it's kind of nasty, okay. which is when you override your spouse's opinions. So, that comes under the category, oh, well, that's just stupid mm. in response to something that they said or did. Mm-hmm. Or, how can you think that? which is like, well, you know, they've got their own brain. They can think whatever they want. Mm-hmm. Or things like, well, that would never work. It's, it's that kind of, it's a put down that sort of makes the person be quiet, mm-hmm. but it's not a terrible put down. Yeah. Again, we're talking about subtle stuff here. It's not like calling them a, an SOB or some one of those words, right? You're undercutting their voice over. and opinion. Yeah. Thank you. Yes. And that... With a with an aggressive spouse, obviously won't work because I'll come right back at you. Mm-hmm. But it's generally used on spouses who are more inclined to want to not rock the boat, mm-hmm. and so they won't necessarily come back. And so you keep doing it because yeah, I was. Just and in s- the end, of course, what do you think it does? Yeah, yeah. I was just going to add and play that out to the end, and eventually they just stop raising their voice at all. That is correct. And then they leave and then you wonder why. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, really. That yeah. I cannot tell you how many couples I counseled where usually the guy sitting there going, I have no idea why she left. Yeah. Or the other way around, the girl, the woman will say, I have no idea. I, I can't imagine. He just, he just got quiet. Yeah. No. I thought, well, no kidding. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I'm, I'm really glad you brought that up because I, I do think when we're talking about it this way, it seems so obvious. And most right. people don't want to make their spouse feel bad. Most people don't want to silence their spouse. Um, and they do right. these things partly because they just don't think about them. And so just by bringing Correct. it up, maybe somebody listening to this podcast will say like, oh, geez, I might actually do that. And I, you know, that's not how right. I want to <laughs> treat my spouse, even if it's because most people, it's not intentional uh, in what they do. It's more no. reflexive. And how they're doing that. And that's a good word for it, Steve, reflexive, because it is often a short form for what you really wanted to say. Mm-hmm. For example, let's take, well, that's just stupid, is a short form So for, I don't understand how you're looking at this. I don't, can, can, you, can you make it clear to me how you're seeing this? Because to me, this just doesn't look like it's going to be effective. Mm-hmm. That's the long form. That is not controlling or insulting. Mm-hmm. The short form is, oh, that's just dumb. Yeah. Because it's same shuts- thing with. Go ahead. I'm sorry. 
Yeah, well, it, it shuts people down. Or, well, you can't think that. Like, I, I know couples who are on uh, different sides of the political divide. Mm-hmm. Well, the sh- that's the short form. The long form is... I don't. I don't get it. I, you know, I've looked at how this this political person uh, thinks and acts, and and I'm not seeing the benefit to our society. So, so what are you seeing that I'm not seeing? That's the long form. Mm-hmm. And when you play that out, I, I think that's a great point, and I, I love that you brought it into the politics realm because that is such such a problem that we have today. Is we just shut the communication down when we disagree with it, as opposed to inquiring yeah. about it. And allowing somebody to right. explain. Um, and sometimes it's through the explanation that the person who gave that false or wrong-headed or however you want to describe it information might see, um, you know, this is how I feel, not what like the mm-hmm. facts show. And it might not change their opinion on it because their feelings mm-hmm. are so strong, but at least mm-hmm. they can understand, you know, I, I, I guess I don't really have any evidence for why I think this way. But I definitely feel it, and that's a position that you can stand behind, um, but just know that there's no evidence to back it up kind of a thing. Sure. And the most important thing is that this is your spouse we're talking about. Yes, yes. In in other words, we've had this particular uh, comment and conversation many, many times, Steve, which is understanding is the key. The reason people control just in general, is because it is a short form to getting what you want. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, people, parents, for example, do not helicopter their children out of any maligned thought. I mean, they're doing it because it's quicker and more efficient to get the kid to do what you want. In the long term, of course, it is harmful. But that's why we do it. So it's almost like we have to back off, think for a moment, who is this I'm dealing with? This is my spouse, so I better not short form here. Mm-hmm. I can say, you know, it's like when we when we suggested for the raincoat and the tie and stuff like that. Well, did you want to? That that's a way of offering an opportunity. Is the same kind of simple. That's why we call them easy steps. Word change works here, which is, I'm I'm not quite getting what 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 you're thinking here or what you're doing. Can you help me understand? With the with the raincoat thing. Um, Mm-hmm. Would that be a situation where, you know, your spouse is about to walk out the door and you say, oh, I think it's about to rain? Or I think it's... You the, could do it that know, way. The certainly. forecast has some rain. You know, there might be some rain in the sure. forecast. So you don't tell them to take sure. a coat or an umbrella, but you inform right. them of the potential hazards? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. You, you know, honey, I saw we were on low and gas today. Mm-hmm. Not go fill up the tank. Yeah. Absolutely. It's respecting the person that is your spouse. Mm-hmm. So the, there's just two easy steps here. One is called don't control. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and the second the one, next one is yeah is, is, is warmth. warmth. <laughs> and so what does warmth actually mean when we're talking about a marriage? Warmth is not the same thing as sex. Sex may or may not be warm. Mm-hmm. It just depends on who likes what. Warmth is the what I think of as the cuddle or snuggle or hand-holding factor, which often disappears over time. Mm. So it's different in this, in this particular case with children, because with children, often the warmth just plain isn't there mm-hmm. from the get-go. 
which is harmful for children. With a couple, more often than not, the warmth is there for the first, certainly for the honeymoon period, and usually for the first year or two or three. But often, the cuddle-snuggle hand-holding factor can die off. And if that was important in their coming together as an expression of warmth, then that needs to be maintained. Mm-hmm. Okay. Do, is yeah. that something that you can plan for or, or schedule or whatever? Like you have, um, I mean, I, I hate, I hate bringing it up all the time, but like date nights is an easy place to like hold hands and express some of that warmth. Sure. Or maybe you have a favorite TV show that you guys like to watch. And so once a week you, you sit on the couch and you snuggle and whatever and, and drop some of that warmth sure. into the marriage. You can do that that way. The, the other thing is just to kind of remember. In other words, when you are in close proximity whether you're just cooking a meal together or you're walking down the street, is try to remember to put your arm around his or her waist or hold their hand or give them a peck on the cheek. It's it's almost more remembering, mm-hmm. kind of like you remember to brush your teeth. Yeah. You yeah. know? So certainly there is the scheduled part, which is great. Mm-hmm. Absolutely great to to make more of a point of it on date night or in front of that favorite TV show uh, or when you guys take a walk together. But it's also really nice when it's um, at least to some degree spontaneous mm-hmm. and you just kind of remind yourself. That, you know, I love that part of it too because nobody nobody thinks about scheduling brushing their teeth. It's, it's nope. just part of the lifestyle. And I think when couples start living their life this way. And sometimes you, mm-hmm. perhaps you do have to make a schedule of it in the very beginning to get yourself on track, but you do sure. it enough times and then it just becomes habit. It becomes your lifestyle and you then have um, cultivated this like warm relationship. Correct. Mm-hmm. Correct. And warmth is something that, uh, how would I say this? Warmth is something that will survive a loss of interest in sex per se, mm-hmm. um, or when people are sick, mm-hmm. and therefore physical intimacy is you know, of, of the sexual nature is not possible or desirable. Mm-hmm. Warmth can can continue throughout all of that. That's important because the physical connection between a couple is important. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's a great point because, I mean, we know that human sexuality, it ebbs and flows. And to your point, you could be on a medication that throws things off. You could have an accident that throws things off. You could have old age and just just generic health or, hell, you could just have a busy, busy ass, you know, quarter of a year that just keeps you guys separated for a really long extended period of time. So that's a a really great point. Um, One of the things that I wanted to bring up really quick... Uh, this just made me think of a study that I ha- had read about um, basketball uh, uh, teams, and it was conducted on um, college basketball teams, and they basically looked at how many times the teammates would touch each other in preseason. So they're on huh. the court, and they pat themselves on the back or whatever. Right. 
and the researchers were able to predict with like extraordinary accuracy, like 90 some percent or something. I, I, it's been a long time since I read it, but it was, it was almost like if you just counted the touches, you knew who was going to be in, in the NCAA tournament at the end of the year. And the more teams that touched the, the better that they did. And interesting. Yeah. So it was just, um, it's just interesting how like trust and comfort and warmth and all that stuff comes into play across all aspects of life and how you took something that was demonstrated as parental traits into, uh, mm-hmm. m- you know, happy marriage traits. And I mm-hmm. just feel like these are good life traits that yes, when you do these are. things, um, it, it really has these really positive benefits. And so anywho, yes, um, absolutely. What, was there anything else that you wanted to add before we button this one up? No, just that I personally had a lot of fun with this particular study. <laughs> yeah, I did too. Um, and, it, you know, it's always fun to kind of riff on this stuff. And so thank you so much, Noel. It is always a pleasure. And that will do it for this week. Thank you, Steve. And uh, before we go... Uh, I want to remind you that you have been listening to Dr. Noelle Nelson, who is a relationship expert, a popular speaker in the U.S. and abroad, is the author of many, many, many best-selling books. Her most recent relationship books are Your Man is Wonderful and Dangerous Relationships. Uh, her most recent book is Happy, Healthy, Dead. Um, and th- that book basically talks about how you can live a happy, fulfilling life all the way to the very end. Um, and... On that, as I mentioned at the top, uh, she launched a, uh, a social group, uh, Meet the Amazings, where she um, posts regularly about people in their 80s, 90s, 100 plus years old doing really extraordinary things like, you know, swimming the English Channel and, and participating in their local gymnastics meet and all these other like really extraordinary things that uh, is really inspiring and, and uplifting. So sometimes, you know, we could use some of that positive information in our world. Um, and of course, if you want to find any of this information, you can go to her website, noelnelson.com. Uh, you can follow Noel on Twitter at Dr. Noel Nelson. And as I mentioned, she's also on Google Plus uh, and Facebook as well. Um, and if you can't remember any of that stuff, you can find all of this at our website, hitchedmag.com. You can click uh, the Our Experts tab to uh, find Noelle and others, others as well. Uh, you can listen to all the past archives of the podcast on the podcast tab. And um, as you might know, we have thousands of articles waiting to help you have a happy healthy marriage. So uh, hopefully you check that out as well. So one last time, thank you so much, Noel. Thank you, Steve. Uh, my pleasure. And until next time, take care, everybody. Tonight.